Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now. Thank you so much called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. Dr. Uma Naidu is the author of This Is Your Brain on Food, an indispensable guide to the surprising foods that fight depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, ADHD, and more. This is one of several episodes we're producing this month focusing on health and wellness. Michelin-starred chef David Boulay described Dr. Uma Naidu as the world's first triple threat in the food as medicine space. She is a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, professional chef, and nutrition specialist. Her niche work is in nutritional psychiatry, and she is regarded both nationally and internationally as a medical pioneer in this more newly recognized field. 
Featured in the Wall Street Journal, ABC News, Harvard Health Press, Goop, Healthline, Martha Stewart, and many others, Dr. Uma has a special interest in the impact of food on mind and other mental health concerns. In her role as a clinical scientist, Dr. Naidu founded and directs the first hospital-based clinical service in nutritional psychiatry in the USA. She is the Director of Nutritional and Lifestyle Psychiatry at Mass General and Director of Nutritional Psychiatry at the Mass General Hospital Academy while serving on the faculty at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Naidu graduated from the Harvard Longwood Psychiatry Residency Training Program in Boston, during which she received several awards, some of which included a Junior Investigator Award, Leadership Development for Physicians in Science, as well as being the very first psychiatrist to be awarded the coveted Curtis Prout Scholar in Medical Education Award. Dr. Naidu has been asked by the American Psychiatric Association to author the first academic text in nutritional psychiatry. In addition to this, Dr. Naidu is the national best-selling author of This Is Your Brain on Food. In her book, she shows the cutting-edge science explaining the ways in which food contributes to our mental health and how a sound diet can help treat and prevent a wide range of psychological and cognitive health issues from ADHD to anxiety, depression, OCD, and others. Welcome, Dr. Naidu. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss This Is Your Brain on Food, an indispensable guide to the surprising foods that fight depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, ADHD, and more. Thanks so much, Sibi. I'm so excited to be here. I love the, the title of your podcast. Oh, thank you. I love the title of your book, and I love the premise that we can actually eat to counteract some of the symptoms of these pervasive um, mental issues facing really almost everyone, I feel like, these days post-pandemic. Can food really affect mood and fight all of these things, and how? You know, the mechanism is based on neuroscience of the gut-brain connection, and people have heard about the gut microbiome. You may see it or read about it in a magazine um, or the newspaper, but it's actually true, and it's newer because it's really unfolded in the last two decades, even though I have to say Hippocrates was on to it many, many <laughs> eons ago. Um, but it turns out that, you know, the gut and brain are different parts of the body, but they arise from the exact same cells in the human embryo. They divide up to form these two organs, and then they remain connected throughout our lives by the vagus nerve, the tetracranial nerve, which I like to call a text messaging system that allows for chemical signals and messages to be transmitted up and down, back and forth all the time. So even though the gut and brain are far apart, they're connected. And that gut-brain connection helps us understand the food-mood connection. So that's a, a long way of saying that food does actually impact our mental health. And that's how we have started to understand it. Also, the science around the gut microbes that live in the gut. So you know, what we eat does impact how we feel uh, at a point where we are in nutritional psychiatry. This is not prescriptive, but it's meant to give people guidance. And as young or old as our brain may be, there's always the, the fact that good nutrition can make a positive change. I love even the concept of a nutritional psychiatrist. Thank you. How do, how do I get one on my speed dial? <laughs> Can I just call you anytime? Um, you, you, you can call me anytime. But, uh, but one of the initiatives I'm working on at Mass General at the hospital where I work um, is to actually create a training program to educate other healthcare practitioners, mm-hmm. not just physicians, but other healthcare practitioners in, in the space. Because so many people after my book have reached out and asked the same question. They want to know more 
or they want to refer patients, or they want to have access to someone. And it's because it's a newer, more nascent field, um, it's something that we, we really want to be able to share and have more people doing this kind of work. So call me for now, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, working, on, I'm working on getting more people trained. So. Um, I feel like in the news, the major culprit is always sugar. I feel like it's the scapegoat of all things, but maybe, yeah. maybe it really is deserving. But um, does sugar really mess with our mood as much as we are led to believe? Yeah, unfortunately it does. You know, <laughs> not just messes with our mood. It sadly is in so many foods, even savory foods like ketchup and uh, store-bought tomato sauce and even salad dressings. You know, so sugar is definitely a culprit, and sadly, it, it is very deserving of the the, the reputation it has. Uh, that not to say that it isn't delicious, and we wouldn't enjoy, you know, a cupcake on our birthday or something like that. But really, the principles of nutritional psychiatry are around not necessarily what's on your plate today or what's on the scale tomorrow. It's about the sort of ongoing, small, and steady changes you can make towards a healthier lifestyle. Um, sugar does affect the brain. That's the short answer. And ways that we can find to take sugar in more naturally and replace the sort of processed, highly processed sugary foods that are loaded with high fructose corn syrup, the better our brain will be and the better our mental health will be. But there are also other foods, things like artificial sweetness that people don't realize can impact your mental health or your emotional health and the gut microbiome. Um, fast foods and junk foods, you know, we know this, but we may not know that fast food french fries have sugar in them because the companies have figured out that they make them ultra palatable or hyper palatable by adding in the sugar. You don't taste it, but it's there. So there's all these sneaky things, you know, um, processed vegetable oils and that. So there's what I do in the book is I go through the different conditions and, and to your points of be these days, it's almost like everyone has a touch of something that just doesn't feel great. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much diagnostic because uh, honestly, the DSM, which is our diagnostic and statistical manual that we use is all checklists and you have to look at the human, you know, so individuals come to me and they have a little bit of anxiety and some problem with focus. Um, often as human beings, we have a touch of a certain condition and if you, you don't have to carry a diagnosis, you can actually be eating healthier and living a healthier lifestyle um, to help your, your mental well-being or mental fitness, as I like to call it. I personally, not to make this all about me, but like I have a really hard time not eating sugar and I know yeah, all the science hard. behind it. And um, I feel like I eat the good sugars, right? I'm not eating fast food. I'm, I'm aware mm -hmm. of what sugars I'm putting in, but even yeah. though I hear it and I hear it again from you and I know it's bad for every part of me, it's like, it feels impossible to not eat it sometimes when it's, especially when it's it right is very there. hard. It, it, it is very hard. And I actually feel very strongly about not telling people to restrict something and give it up. I do sometimes for certain conditions, ask people to eliminate a food if it is, you know, there's some concern that it's causing a response in their mental well-being. Um, and we have to test and see. But I'm generally very much about adding in foods and removing them. Mm -hmm. So my guidance on that would be enjoy it when you can, have some sense of balance, be leaning into those fruits and, and those veggies, you know, try to move from the type of sugar you're eating to a piece of fruit, to the extra dark natural chocolate, 
Because that, by the way, I, has I serotonin, yeah. magnesium, you know, and not in the candy bar, right? But the right. extra dark natural chocolate. So if you, you know, it's also the type of sugar you're consuming and um, try to balance that up by making other aspects of your life lean into healthy things that you can be doing. Uh, because if I, you know, the, I've learned with clinical experience, if you say to someone, no, you, ha- you can never, ever eat this, you know, and that's why I always qualify. We can have cupcakes on our birthday, you know, you can have a slice of cake. This is, this is life. Um, it's not about being restrictive, but it's about balance. So if you do consume that, um, better sources are, is a good way to go. And leaning into those plant-rich foods will help you. Yeah. Leaning into the healthy fats will help you. Um, exercise, lifestyle, hydration, all of these things matter. So. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com What's the hardest thing for you? Um, The hardest thing for me is I love to bake. Um, So sugar is definitely something I understand at a very, uh, as just to say, in, in a gut level, because <laughs> interestingly, let me, uh, I'm sorry, forgive me. Uh, so as a kid, I didn't know how, to, I didn't know how to cook. And uh, uh, I would hang around the kitchen and always wanted to learn. And then there were so many cooks in the kitchen that I didn't need to. So my mom recognized that I loved science and she taught me how to bake because I loved to measure and that type of stuff. So I grew up, you know, eating healthier foods, but then learning how to bake. So it's often hard for me. And what I do is I bake for special occasions. So that's when I enjoy the baking. I bake something, um, you know, because sugar and flour, all of these things have specific scientific reasons that they included in in baking. Um, So I do it then. And I try the rest of the time to, to be a little bit better. So for those out there who have ADHD or children with ADHD, which I also feel is like very pervasive right now, um, what is the best thing for them to do and what is the worst thing for them to do? 
The best thing is to eat healthier whole foods. So one example of this is skip the store-bought orange juice, eat the actual orange, which has the nutrients and the fiber versus the added sugars and the fiber removed in a store-bought juice. Um, and to sort of look to see where they can clean up their diet a little bit. So rather than eliminate something completely, can they move towards healthier choices of what they're eating? There are several uh, associative studies that, that tell us, and any parent will tell you that, you know, um, sugar affects the children in a certain way and that they want them to eat less of it. So foods that they can lean into are those fresh foods, the vitamin C-rich foods, um, always the omega-3s are great for brain development, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. You can get them from, um, you know, salmon. You can also get them from hemp seeds and flax seeds, um, walnuts. And then, you know, really looking to see what is it that the child is trying to, is sort of leaning on as a food. Mm -hmm. For example, if the child is only eating a processed ice cream cone every single day, um, you know, a banana ice cream, I have a recipe in chapter 11 of my book, um, and you can make it a chocolate flavor, is an, an, easy, an easy hack that is pretty simple for a mom to do. I mean, none of us have enough time, but, but it's a super soft bananas and it's easy to make. So it, it's sort of trying to see if we can encourage the child the family member to move towards something like that than the less healthy version. I, of course, go right to the chocolate protein smoothie. I'm like, <laughs> chocolate? Okay, great. Forget, oh, here's banana ice cream right on page mm -hmm. 274. Bananas and honey and oat milk. That sounds easy enough. Scrambled eggs in a mug. It. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> it's intended, you know, it's intended to, to make it uh, easier. It was a chapter that was the most difficult for me to write as a chef because I kept thinking, you know, I want, want to do this and I want to do that. But ultimately, it's about just trying to get whole healthy foods on the table for any one of us. So, uh, And this is interesting, your libido lifting menu. Yes. <laughs> so, so it turns out that, you know, a lot of medications that are prescribed in mental health also have an impact on libido. And that really is what led me to want to address that chapter because there are definitely foods you can start to tweak and adjust and start to include in your diet, things like avocado, which have healthy fats anyway, uh, pistachios, um, you know, and things like that. So so it's, it's it felt to me like an important thing to address uh, because so many individuals are on medications and uh, individuals who are not as stressed by other things, and the libido may not be where it's at, so or where they want it to be. I am delighted that chocolate covered chocolate dipped strawberries are on the libido lifting menu, as is locks, <laughs> locks and whole grain toast, and uh, onions and capers, Cajun chicken, avocado. These okay, great, perfect, thrilled. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's not just recreational, so to speak, disorders. I mean, this is, you prescribe foods for schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And I mean, all, like, ev there are different foods for each thing. That, that I, the idea of that alone, I find fascinating in treating food with, treating, treating insomnia and fatigue with certain foods like chamomile. I mean, that's, it's really, I, I love this. I love this science. Well, thank you. I, I, it was ex exciting and especially wanted to bring it forward because it's not, not things 
that we understand intuitively. You know, how often do we take a headache pill and our headache goes away in 10 to 20 minutes? What do we do? We swallow it, we drink some water. Where does it go? It goes to our stomach, but it works on our brain, mm-hmm. works on our head, on neural tissue. So, you know, we, I wanted to share that there's, there's this evolving science. It's not prescriptive so much as it's information that people can use as an adjunctive tool. It's like works collaboratively. I'm a big believer in psychotherapies in different forms as well. So it works with whatever you might be doing. If you are taking medication, you can still tweak how you're eating to feel better. And in individuals who are taking, say, some of the stronger medications in mental health that have conditions like bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, sometimes those medications cause weight gain. So they also want to be careful uh, about how they're eating while they're still taking their prescription medications. Interesting. Is there a food that you discovered in your research that totally blew your mind as something that was helpful? You know, it's interesting. Um, Sulfurophane-rich vegetables were came up pretty high up on a lot of lists of, so, you know, the cabbages, the cauliflowers, the broccoli, the Brussels sprouts, came up with an interesting number of nutrients, specifically the sulfurophane antioxidant and how they interact with gut microbes. Um, so I like that because they're pretty low calorie, but they're high in fiber. Fiber is so important for our gut. Most Americans count protein grams instead of the fiber grams. So we really should be adding those in. So they, to, to me, what, what emerged was that there's a lot of good evidence behind what's in them. And the second, actually, also leafy greens because people ignore them and think, oh, my doctor's just telling me to eat salad again. But they're super high in folate, which, as you know, you know, moms need to take when they're pregnant, so they take the supplemental form. But you get lots of folate from leafy greens, and low folate is associated with a low mood. And there's lots of studies to show that. So just having folate, it also has some really cool, cool antioxidant substances um, in them, which, uh, which help the gut microbes and help us along. So often things that we might not, we might know in, or have heard are healthy actually have much more to them than meets the eye. I love that. So what are you going to have for lunch? <laughs> um, so I, so I, tend to meal, I tend to meal prep on the weekend just to make it easier for me. And I always have salad greens prepped. And then I have chopped veggies and I decide on what protein. So sometimes I might have legumes, as the protein, I love chickpeas. Um, I like to roast them in the oven, or I might have some a big tofu, or you know, and then add in some healthy fat from either my dressing. I prep a uh, three like three ingredient vinaigrette in a mason jar, keep it in the fridge for the entire week, um, or a piece of tofu or something like that to go with it. And that way, you know, it's I have a few things to pick from to change it up a little bit, but I know that it's going to take me a little bit of time to eat that salad. That in itself is going to keep me full and it's, it's something that I uh, enjoy. So that's what I usually do. All right. Sounds good. Um, Thank you so much. I'm really fascinated by your research and um, hope to see this sort of exploding and becoming super mainstream so that everybody knows, um, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning a restaurant where you can order for your, you know, like here in the ADHD section and like, yeah, I would love that. like a menu that's coded for, for mood as opposed to just vegan or whatever. Um, that right. would be so neat. So you work on that in your spare time. I, I will do that. 
Okay. <laughs> I promise. <All> right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It was a joy to meet you. Thank you so much, Sabi. Take right. care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 